version 2.0. I am Dan and this is episode 97. 97. 3 till 100, dude. <laughs> crazy. We're a century old. I'm that's right. Didn't I tell you guys a couple weeks ago that's the new standard? That's what we're going we're going to refer to it at 100. Century a old. Century? Yeah. A century? Century old. I like it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> the guys are here. Nick. Stop. Jesse. What's up guys? Justin, we hope you got some flying in poochie. That's me. <laughs> is, is that all it is? Or do you have some keep hoping. Keep, keep hoping. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan. Wait, 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 though. I want to mix it up this week. I would like to know how Dan's week was. Aww. Can we take a vote? <laughs> yeah. <it's> a... <laughs> Jesse's getting started early. Uh, wow. Jesse doesn't want to know how my week went. Is that what you're, is that, is that I what was you're just kidding? asking for a vote. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page, Dan. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting anything. Well, do I abstain from this vote, or or how does that work? I'm not quite sure. Because it's like, wouldn't it be like... Uh, well, Nick's interested, and I'm clearly interested, so that means you're up. Oh, okay. So, so it really doesn't matter. Justin's vote doesn't oh, matter. Oh, so he was trying to single Justin out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course. I'm sure after the last week's... Um, you know my 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 sympathetic outpouring for Justin last week. I'm sure he's interested in what I'm doing this week, right, Justin? Absolutely, See? Dan. I'm always interested in what you're doing. I haven't really I haven't really done anything this week. That's a lie, <laughs> dude. You speak confidently enough as if to suggest that you have inside information. I've got That's something going lie. on. I've got something, but I am going to be such an ass about this. <laughs> yeah you're gonna do what you just did you're gonna bring it up and you're not gonna talk about it after that <laughs> so okay first of all okay last weekend after you know we record on fridays typically and then the weekend happens and we get to go flying we had our little club fun fly and when i say little club fun fly i mean that both figuratively and literally it was a joke i'm glad none of you showed up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a how joke. many people were there <laughs> I think there was like three people that didn't belong to our club there. So, 10? 10 wow. people's not a fun fly. Dude, oh, that's dude, it wasn't a fun fly. In that's fact, a rainy day here in Seattle. Here's yeah. The, we had um we had uh, Paul from the Hobby Town USA, he's the one of the managers up there. He came down. And he brought a friend. Is it a fun fly? Do you, can you really call it a fun fly if you show up at 10 o'clock in the morning and you leave by 1:30? Is that really a fun uh, fly? Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, is that, can you really, is that like, is it legal to even call it a fun fly? I don't get, I don't think so. But that's what we did. It has to have more people than your local food bank line. And, uh, 
one big accomplishment last week. I pissed Ed off so bad he left. <laughs> I did. Did you guys ever make he, up? Because no. he was pissed. Oh, he was pissed beyond belief. How did you piss him off, dude? I, I look. I might have. I might have went a little overboard. In my you never. <laughs> it's a long story. Let's just say I was trying to ask him a question. And he was answering, and I couldn't understand the answer, so I might have, I might have asked out a little <laughs> in asking this question. So I did, I did. I apologized to him, sent him a text, asked him if he wanted me to send him some roses, told him that, and he that was, that clearly helped. Wait a minute, that was being a yeah. smartass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. I sent him several texts, and dude, just come back. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to piss you off. I, I'm sorry. No response. Still haven't heard from him. Don't know. You get an A for concern and an F for delivery. Dude, I, it was, he was, I don't, I've never seen Ed so mad. I didn't know, I thought, kind of thought he was kidding. I, so I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of playing along, but he wasn't kidding. He was being very serious you, and he yeah, was very you, pissed off. You were the only one playing the game. You just didn't know it. I did. I usually, <laughs> I can pick up on that. Totally missed it this time. So, Ed, if you're listening, which I highly doubt you are at this point, I am sorry, man. I am truly sorry that I pissed you off so bad. So, that aside, got some flying in. Smoked a goblin. That sounds so dirty. Haven't done that one yet. Got it in the air, was flying it, truly enjoying it. Got a bunch of flights on it. Last flight of the day, I went to land and... Smoke was billowing out from underneath the canopy. Oh, yes. man. Hmm. Out with the scooter, because, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> Got out there, did the whole, like, rush on the screw the canopy, and, like, you know, it went flying 15 feet. By the way, Quinn, I didn't scuff it up, so it's, it's good. It's all good. Uh, servo. It's completely smoked. I mean, it was burnt. What so, kind of servo was it? Oh, it was one of those Line 515Ms. That's ah. weird because I hadn't like really heard anything super negative about those. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, I just, I honestly think that occasionally you just happen to get a bad component. Yeah. Uh, took it apart. I sent you guys the text picture of it. You saw mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, the whole board was burnt on the backside. And that was about it. So, didn't get to fly the goblin at work this week like I was hoping to. Quinn did get me a, another servo. It is ready to go. I was hoping to get some flying in tonight. Today was one of those days at work. <laughs> so, I well, there's two things. I actually did leave. I got home, got in the truck, started heading out. I got like a quarter mile from my house, and I just happened to glance in my mirror, and Gyro was following me. He was like running as fast as his legs could go, but he wouldn't, (laughs) he wouldn't get into the truck and he, he thought I was mad at him, I suppose, because he wouldn't let me get him. He wouldn't let me get close enough to him. So I just turned around and he followed me back home and we did a little bit of training, trying to get him to be more willing to jump up and down the truck and in and out of the truck and worked on that for a little while. And I was kind of tired, so I figured I'd take a nap for before uh, the show. Didn't get much flying in. The last weekend was fantastic. Tons of flights on the Nitro. 
But something big happened today. Something huge. And we talked about this. Let me just say, money has been sent away, and there will be a new helicopter showing up next week. I know what it is. Oh. I don't even officially know what it is, and I know what it is. Hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, no question. It's a Goblin 500. What makes you so sure? Well, hmm. Okay. I, I, can, <laughs> I can actually, this is not just a guess. This is a very calculated conclusion. There, there are people like myself, um, and uh, Justin, if you want to take it to like the nth degree, who <laughs> get very involved and analyze things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of research, lots of reading, lots of, uh, you know, oh, yeah, okay, well, someone had a problem with this, but I, it doesn't seem like that. And looking at every picture you can find, and then, and then we make a decision. And, well, okay. Eventually. I, I make a decision. Justin eventually makes a decision. <laughs> but, Dan, you are not like that. You are, look at it in my hands. <laughs> all the pieces fit. It came with all the pieces. It looks like a helicopter. It looks like a helicopter. And it left the ground. Holy crap, it flew. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know for a fact that that is the, the basis of your decision. You may tell me, or may tell not me right. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I want to hear it. I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. That's a yes. Um, That's a yes. But I will tell you this. I can't tell you what kind of servos that I got coming. Because if I told you what kind of servos I got coming, it would give it away. What kind of helicopter I got coming. Well, I'm... That's too. You easy. just you already. I didn't say so. Right you, you, no, you but you just gave, gave away. away what servos it was because I, I know. know what helicopter it is. <laughs> That's right. Okay, you may know that. Game oh, over. I, Justin may know that. Jesse may know that, and every single listener may know that. But I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> All right. Cause, well, cause did I'm, you at least choose a different color? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, did you get the red one? <laughs> he got the red turkey leg. He got leg. the red one. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, he was telling us how much he liked that one. So you know what? It only dude, makes sense. Can we nickname it the candy cane? <laughs> there you go. Because the red and white one kind of looks like a candy cane. I did not get a red one. No? No. What so what did you get? What they? color did you get? There's, there's, there's the other colors that yeah, this particular yeah, helicopter comes in. I know Color-er. what the servos are. I wouldn't want to uh, completely throw you under bus or help promote Burkhammer or anything, but uh, I would be willing to bet I know what brand they are. <laughs> Burger King I will tell you that there's a castle. <laughs> They're the Burger King servos. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't. My mind does not say Burger King when when that name is brought up. My mind goes back to the '80s and the BK shoes. Do you guys remember the BK shoes that the gangbangers used to wear, the blood killers? That's what they called them, but they were like BK shoes. And, and I'm totally aging myself here because you guys are. Oh, wow. If I could see no you, way, dude. If I could see I you, you'd be staring at me toddlers in the 80s, and Jesse wasn't I born. Wasn't even a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys yeah, seriously don't almost remember? Almost an accident. You guys don't remember the BK <laughs> shoes? No. Really? British? Nope. No. Dude, for, uh, for me, what BK, does BK stand yeah, for other than Knight. Burger King? British it was British Knights. 
And and I do know I know that, but it's not no. For us it's the the Dane Cook comedy with with the BK, <laughs> the BK broiler. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big Dane Cook fan. Nor am I, Dan. Uh, he's funny the first time. How do you make it through the work day? Yeah. He's funny the first time. I, I, so uh, does that is does that suggest Jesse that you uh, listen to him on a regular basis to get through work? I listen to comedy. Ah, okay, that's fair. And he happens to be on the particular Pandora station that I listen to. I don't. How do you guys have time to listen to anything while you're at work? I'm actually working when I'm at work. <laughs> Please depends on what work I'm doing. Haven't you guys noticed how? Incommunicato I am from like oh, 8 o'clock Oh, no, really? In the I hadn't noticed that freaking yeah. all. <laughs> I, I just I just don't. I can't, Literally, I don't have time to do any Wait of Wait a minute. Shit. Are you saying something has changed since you started working, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm about ready to put a freaking help wanted ad up for a <laughs> podcast host here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that would be an easy spot to fill. It's not that hard. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so that's what i've been up to this week and i guess you're gonna have to tune in next week if you want to find out exactly what kind of helicopter i have coming or this check week. the forum post i just made <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or just to find out what color he got that's really the only thing in question here <laughs> aren't you guys going to be shocked when it shows up and it's like a warp well, yeah, my ass. See, but yeah, I don't think 15. that happens. Out of nowhere, the first electric helicopter that you fly in years is a Goblin, and you decide to turn around and buy a. Well, I've been talking about getting. That's a, not how it works. I've been talking about getting an electric helicopter for what since beginning of time. Yep. 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 So who knows what it is? It could be anything. It could be. It could be a chicken hawk. Or as I like to call them, TDRs, chicken hawks. It could be, <laughs> um, I don't know. It could be, God, who else makes it? Come on, come on, give me some, feed me. Who else makes it? Logo. Electric? Could be a logo. There you go. It, I guarantee you it's not a 7HP. It could be no. a 700EX. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's Although not. I'm not quite it's, sure where you would have gotten that from. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The dream is done. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Who, who's next? Who wants to go next? Jesse. Jesse's next. That sounds good. What's what have I been up to? Yeah. Not much flying during the week, but I do got to say last weekend was pretty good. Probably between, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All four days were nice. I probably got in 50 to 60 flights. Is it just me weekend. or do you get four days off a week? Yeah, it's kind of like this this cool, you know, work a day, take a day off, work a day. No, I've been going out after work, after I get off. Oh, I see. All right. 50 yeah. to 60 flights, dude. Oh. Yeah, in four days. See, here's the thing, okay? I, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> Let's hear it. I, I've been, I, yeah, I've been thinking Erica. about this a bit. I feel bad because of all the issues that I've been having and not being able to fly. I'm like a broken record, right? Justin, what'd you do? Not fly. <laughs> well, the way I look at it is you're just as freaking boring, dude, and monotonous because all you ever do is come on here and tell me how you got 50 to 60 flights in this week. 
That so like doesn't work. It up. I I can't help it. That doesn't work. I lo- tell I tell me you only got like fifteen, or or, <laughs> or kick it up a notch and and give me a hundred. But I love to fly, man. I love it. It still is like it's just pure joy when I'm flying. I love how Justin. I, I, you know what? I agree with you completely, dude. I feel the same way, but <laughs> your rationalization skills are amazing. <laughs> I swear to God that. I love how you turn that around and try to make the, the fact that Jesse's flying all that, all that so yeah, so bad. I, I'm the one flying on a helicopter <laughs> podcast. You're right. I'm out of blind. What am I doing here? Well, I'm just pointing it out. My bad. My bad. Jesse, you can't. Hey guys, you're I'm grounded. having a rough, dry streak here. Bear, bear with me, okay? Jesse's grounded from flying. <laughs> Justin would be like the guy that would be like, okay, yes, technically, I lost my arm. But if I was going to ride in a helicopter, I could take more luggage. So it's okay. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Jesse, go ahead. No, I interrupted you, didn't I? So something different that has happened is it was the first weekend in I don't know how long that I went into the weekend with three flying helis and I exited the weekend on Sunday with three flying helis. Uh Aha. That was a big accomplishment. Had the Nitro, 7HV, and the Warp all going. All three made it through the weekend. So that was good. Big accomplishment there. Which leads into this week. I didn't have to do any wrenching, which was awesome. I got to say, I was getting really, you know, tired of pulling the motor out of that Nitro and just wrenching in general. So it was a much needed break from wrenching this week. Last, okay, so here's another thing, Justin. Moving something different Good. I keep. I got coming. some. I got some new moves down last weekend. Nick saw them. Oh yeah. Getting a little more. Getting a little more confident. Bringing stuff a little bit lower. I um. I'm really starting to nail the uh, pyro flip reversals and my pyro TikToks. So all the nice. flying, all the flying is starting. Now hold on though. You've been off. able to do pyro TikToks and reversals. So are you say what's new? The lower down part to or 10, the ten feet, fifteen feet. They're and, they're like glued at and pit. not having to not having to bail like if it starts to, you know if it starts to wander off to the right a little bit I'm starting to make the correction you can correct bring it, it now you know, bring it back to the middle and now you know the pair of TikToks are going across the field to the left I can stop them and start you know bringing them back to the right a little bit so just just more control over the maneuvers in general that's pretty sweet so so that was good all the all the flights are starting to pay off and staying focused so hopefully i can keep that streak going just in time for winter just yeah just yep. in time for oh winter. don't you say peak, that dan you <laughs> peak you take six steps backwards and then you start all over again yep yep other than that not too much i'm going back to school in two weeks so not my cool. summer's about over oh i'm gonna lose my flying oh. buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> back to flying by myself so oh man that's my week. Is that Justin? Is that Justin next? Sure, I'll take this'll it. Be this'll be quick. <laughs> this'll be quick. <laughs> Don't take a bathroom break or you'll miss it. Yeah. <laughs> so my week has been a lot of no flying, but actually it's been kind of exciting here. So here's the situation, right? We talked, we talked last week about the fact that I had the MKS uh, X8 servos on order. Mm-hmm. Those came in and they are freaking amazing. They're works of art. I honestly, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to put them on the helicopter or on the shelf or on the shelf. Right. 
the the cases are just gorgeous very well machined all anodized the output shaft is is actually a little intimidating when you look at it eight millimeters in diameter <laughs> that's intimidating Ooh, to you. i probably wouldn't have said that on the podcast <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so you you took it a different way, but that's okay. This I'll roll with it. Shaft is intimidating at eight millimeters. How could you take it any other way? <laughs> what? Who are you? And you what even do you do? Use adjusted? the word shaft. Yes, <laughs> it's all done when you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you really okay? Are so what I meant game. was the eight meter shaft was yeah. intimidating. Uh huh. Now it sounds like you're overcompensating. Yeah, well, I had to recover some way. It's still it's still a crash and burn, but moving on. Yeah, so I'm really pleased with the servos. They're super great quality. They look great, and uh, those are going on a heli that I'm not going to disclose yet. And unlike Dan, no one's going to guess what mine is. So it next, sounded like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> You I'm just pointing guess. out the differences. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> what I did get in, in, in addition to the no, servos. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. You're overlooking whoa, one. Whoa, very, whoa, 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 what? You're overlooking one very important feature. You talked about these servos and how nice they look. What kind of yes. container did they arrive in? Mm, oh, that's a good they point. arrived in their own individual MKS branded plastic cases. You mean they didn't come wrapped loosely in a Chinese magazine or a Chinese newspaper? Yeah, they're they're loose because they're not. Uh, it's not a promo pack like the mm. six hundred and the nine hundred series that you can get right now. They're individually boxed, but they're really nice. I feel like you got shorted. You did. Yeah. Uh, you no know charging what? case I, with that service. That's true. I'll, I'm going to call my team manager up and tell him he needs to send me a promo box. <laughs> <laughs> call him. So moving on from the servos. I finally got the Helibug Powerbug in. Oh. Uh, I've been getting a number of emails from different listeners saying, I've got mine. When are you going to get yours? Waiting for the review. So that finally came in this week, thanks to Carrie Shirley and Ali at uh, Helibug. And this thing is its pretty sweet. I'm not going to go into too much detail here, uh, but it comes with three pieces. It comes with the actual ignition coil. It comes with a capacitor, and it also comes with a regulator. My first impression is that the thing is massive, and it's going to add about a quarter of a pound to my heli, but uh, I haven't had an opportunity to get it functioning yet to, to hit on all of the different positives of what it can do. So look for that in the next, I'd say, well, six if, months. Yeah. Yeah, if if my recent flying streak is an indication, then I'll probably have enough flights on the gasser to be worthy of a review by sometime next March. Depends on if you want an install <laughs> review or a flight. Yeah. Review. Oh, dude, dude, I'll give you an install review next week. Flying—that's a different test. thing entirely. No, so I, I am trying to. I'm I'm hoping the dry streak goes away. I will try to get that on the gasser and ready to fly and get the review out in the next month or so. I do want to put it through its paces, though. I don't want to do a premature review, but unlike Jesse, I cannot get 60 flights in a week. Probably not even right if I there. quit work. It's, it all starts with the mentality. That's the issue. That's right. You just said you can't. I can't. I can't. 
<laughs> I can't. I can't. Then, <laughs> well, then it, I. Then it is I a can't fact of you. my life. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a sad place. This is a sad place. It's like a freaking bad Disney movie, man. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> let's let's keep with that sad thought. So here's the deal. You guys all know by now that I get every other Friday off, right? This was my week, Monday through Thursday. I've got most of my helis ready to go. Still working on a couple of bits and pieces here and there, but the, the gasser and the nitro have been ready all week. Friday rolls around. I've been checking the weather all freaking week. It says, yeah, partly cloudy. Then it gets closer to Friday. It says, eh, it may rain a little bit. I wake up this morning and it is raining and it rained all freaking day. So that that is my luck. My one Friday to myself, not that I'm not going to get out tomorrow, but my one Friday to myself where my wife's at work, my kids at daycare, and I got to sit in my garage and wrench on stuff because I can't actually fly. Doesn't Nick go fly in the rain? Yes, sir, I do. Pop up tent. Pop up tent. Make it happen. Oh, dude, you're killing me. We're <laughs> killing Because on, on this side, we say can. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I'm willing. Uh, yeah. Well, it You know what happen. I tell my son? We do not use the word can't. I just haven't quite figured out how to yet. That's what we say at our house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What? You think I'm kidding? You think I'm kidding? I swear to God, that's true. He'll come in. I can't get my pants buttoned. No, that's not what you say. You walk right back out that door, come right back in this room, and say, Dad, I haven't quite figured out yet how to get my pants buttoned. Can you please help me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We breed winners here, boy. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, now that we've <laughs> pounded you into a pulp. So that leaves Nick. Done? That leaves Nick. That leaves yeah, I, Nick. Yeah, I had a... My weekend was uh, somewhat similar to Jesse's. Uh, it was similar in that I got a ridiculous amount of flights. Uh, same thing, 50, yes. 60 range. We, we, were oh, just, yeah, we were just going back and forth. <laughs> back, back to back, back to back, back to back. Um, ha- having a blast. Like five flights each an hour. Boring. Yeah, just ridiculous. <laughs> I cannot say that I came home with the same amount flying that I left with. <laughs> oh, do you have a unscheduled interaction with Terra Firma? Well, it was I awesome. Was, technically, it was unscheduled, <laughs> but it, like I was really asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was inverted auto practice. And it was like that that time where you walk out there and you say, okay, Shirley, it's time to do this. And everyone, I need to let everyone know that I'm going to do this so that you can keep your eyes on the helicopter at all times. I cannot guarantee any of the outcomes of all of this. (laughs) Uh, I did on numerous occasions. Possibly maybe step back and duck a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was practicing a uh, very high rate of speed, uh, numerous styles of inverted autos, long stretched out ones uh, coming in really hot. I've got them down now to where I can get three full pirouettes on the inverted paraflipping auto uh, with with the electric. And I was working on some inverted 
grass cutting autos. <laughs> Did you cut some grass? <laughs> and it got uh, and oh, he cut some grass. Oh, I cut some grass <laughs> with the nose of that canopy. <laughs> no, I had done two in a row before that. Got it down to the grass, and uh, Jesse's brother was there egging me on. And yeah, I, I think his words were, the only thing that would have made that auto cooler is if you would have just cut some more grass. <laughs> yeah, just a little more grass. I got this. <laughs> and I mean, I was I was shaking. My hands were shaking because I just brought in two so fast and so hot that I actually peed a little. <laughs> because I'm... <laughs> oh, man. These were coming in fast. Oh, man, they were coming in fast. And I mean, when you just... You know, you have to be so careful with the sticks because if you're off on your timing, like they were popping up like 30, 40 feet. <laughs> yeah, so, I, th- I think on one auto, you came I in did. so fast inverted, you shot it up 40 feet and, and then you go into like auto. normal auto mode and regain some more head speed on the I drop. Did. <laughs> I did my first double auto. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I was hauling, coming in hot and got a little greedy with the grass. And it grabbed the blades and did, without question, the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. It, mm-hmm. It's like it, it flipped it straight up vertical, did a perfect aileron roll, 180 degrees, and then slid, like, nose down on the canopy for, like, 30 feet. Wow. As it went like right by me, it was twenty feet out in front of me. Went sliding right by, but right by, right perfectly by vertical. <laughs> nice. It was incredible. It was absolutely. I mean, I was in awe <laughs> of how awesome it was looking as it was. It was very. It was a very graceful <laughs> type crash. <laughs> it was. It just went sliding by, and then did this little whoop whoop tail stand back up and landed on the like on the skids. That was it. Huh. And it. Uh, I got it all fixed this week. And it, it was not that bad. I stripped one servo gear, very, very lightly tweaked a boom, and got the blades. That was it. I, I mean, I couldn't nice. believe that. Yeah. Pilot in at probably yeah. 30, 30 miles an hour and get away with that. I'll take it. Yeah. Man, past that, uh, I, I'm all, I got my castle, finally got my castle back, 160 that I sent out. So thank you, Castle, for taking care of that in a timely manner. I do appreciate that. So we're, man. Ready for um, the weekend. I am ready for the weekend. Do it again. Yeah. That's cool. You know, there's one other thing I wanted to, not so much what's been happening with me, but I've noticed a a trend and I don't know why. And actually, Nick, I talked to you about this about two or three weeks ago and we kind of forgot to talk about it on on one of the shows, but I've been noticing that um, in my trailer, uh, shit's starting to find itself glued. Do you remember, Nick, we were talking about that, those calipers? Yeah. So let me tell you, let me, like, for, for right now, there are two bottles of super glue permanently attached to my workbench. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. So, and then, uh, if you guys can picture my trailer, I got that, the, the workbench on one side and then that shorter kind of table where the microwave and shit is, right? Mm-hmm. Generally, mm-hmm. there's nothing on there except for the microwave. And I put calipers on there. And these are $129 calipers. Ooh, and I don't know how, because there's not there's not a bottle of adhesives anywhere on that table. But I went to pick them up the other day, and I went to close them. And I thought, oh, I must have it locked. And you know how you can lock 
the caliper, unscrewed the little locking mechanism, and I went to squeeze them shut. They're fuck. They're super glued together. It's like permanently set at like 110. Oh, dude. I don't dude, know. I told you Ed was pissed. <laughs> 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 yeah, he called us asking for uh, some ideas. Yeah. First thing <laughs> what I could, could think we do? of. First thing, those $129 calipers, glue oh, them open. Do it. Glue them open. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I swear to God. I don't know. But uh, I've been I've been having problems with open bottles and shit, and <laughs> shit getting permanently glued down. <laughs> Uh, had a bottle of Loctite. It, of course, didn't permanently, but Loctite gets real smudgy and kind of nasty when it sits overnight in a puddle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened. That was fun. And um, But other than that, guys, before we go into the news, there's one other thing that we should talk about kind of collectively. Urch is happening this weekend. It's been going on now for a few days. And, of course, we're not there. Yeah. And that sucks. Do we really need to talk about that? Well, I think it's worth mentioning that I'm pissed off that we're not there. So, And thank you I, to everyone who is that does not allow us to forget by posting every 30 seconds on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so we did get a, Nick got it too, apparently, a letter from Larry, email from Larry. And, um, you know, we kind of mentioned it in the newsletter, by the way. Jesse got a newsletter out. Awesome. Thank you, dude. I did. We, you know, that's kind of one of our goals and it's something, you know, think next year. I, I hate to commit us to that. Should I? I don't. Do it. You want to commit us? We're, we're committed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's f- f- screw it. So here's our, our plan, I guess. <laughs> uh, the four of us, we are going to all pitch in and we are going to rent, bank. we are going to rent an RV and we are going to make the trek, the four of us from... Seattle, essentially, to Indiana. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be there next year. Oh yeah! But Larry brought Larry's up a really coming. Larry brought up a really good point, and um, we should do something like that. Let's get as many listeners as we can to kind of commit to showing up, and we'll kind of create our own little spot, right? Wherever wherever it is, we're going to be, and we'll have a little RCHN party there. You know, I think that'd be kind of fun. We get some listeners that might want to come to Urcha as well, and we kind of all kind of group up and have a RCHN party next year while we're there. Absolutely. We're going to do it, dude. Absolutely. A nation. I think we should do it. But to all of you guys that went to Urcha and had a great time, because by the time this shows out, Urcha will be, everyone will be packed up and heading home. Uh, First of all, you suck, but we still hope you had a good time. That is true. I mean, a little bit. A little bit of me hopes you didn't have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) But for the most part, I'm sure you all had a blast. And, man, I'm sure there were some awesome things to see and do there. Other than that, guys, I think it's time to do some new. So I'm out at the field after a minor little ground incident with my DFC. And I get that that horrible gut-wrenching feeling of a screw pulling the threads from that oh-so-soft aluminum on my one-way hub. Well, luckily, KDE has a solution for this with an upgraded stainless steel hub for the T-Rex 700 series. I slapped that hub in, cranked the screws down, and was up flying again in no time. If you've experienced that crappy parts blues, head over to KDE 
and spoil yourself with it. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What's up for news this week, Nick? So Spectrum made a pretty big, uh, this is a really big announcement. They announced the DX9. Now, you know, at first when I saw this, I'm thinking, dude, really? Like, what's the point? You have the DX8, you've got the 18. Is it really necessary to have a 9? You know, why add one more channel? But they kind of went crazy with this one. And, you know, looks-wise, pretty much DX18. It's got this short, stubby, little, stiff-looking antenna that does look, actually, a lot more durable. I'll I'll give it that. Yeah. Really, the big thing here is that this thing has vocals. <laughs> like, as in voices pre-programmed invoices, I think there's over 250 or so words in there. So basically, all of your telemetry, your timers, stuff like that, you can pre-program it to say whatever you want, when you want. So rather than just flying along and hearing a beep, 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 you know, and you're thinking, okay, crap, is that my flight timer? Or is that a warning from my telemetry system? It'll actually you know, say um, receiver voltage too low or something like that. 30 seconds left. You know, it'd be funny. Yeah. Can you you get it to talk shit? (laughs) I was going to say, that'd be funny. lower. Wouldn't it be funny if, (laughs) That's not how you do it, dumbass. Wouldn't it be funny if it yelled when you hit throttle hold? Throttle hold! (laughs) (laughs) Incoming! (laughs) Run! (laughs) Oh, shit! Dude, I think they're all going to be headed in this direction, though, where you can create your own sound clips. And uh, my prediction is that next we'll have a microphone actually on the front of the unit uh, that you will be able to record. Or uh, there's going to be software that's going to go along with these uh, to where you can record your own and have those uh, set up almost like um, like calling for a flight. Mm-hmm. I mean that that completely makes sense and no dude you, you know, didn't hear Futaba's 18MZ is going to get upgraded to have SIM card capabilities so you can just make a call while you're flying <laughs> that's the next step <laughs> wireless bluetooth phone call hey what's up dude yeah but i mean real how cool would that be to be sitting there flying and then have you know have your transmitter call your maneuvers every minute that that's cool I mean, and I I think that's where it's headed. Um, I guess they really kind of ramped up from the programming on the DX8 and the 18, and they're claiming that the programming method is even easier and more intuitive in this, which I had to say from, from owning a DX8 in the past, no question, that is the easiest radio to program. No question. They, yeah. You know that they couldn't get a gimbal in there that would stay working properly, but damn it, you could program your helis in a in the flash of an eye. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Anytime someone brings something like this that's got new features, dude, it has a wireless trainer function. Yes, I was just gonna say that is awesome. (laughs) 
That is definitely pretty cool. No more. Oh, I only have a three-foot cord. That's okay. We can stand Or really the close. number of times <laughs> you yank the transmitter or the cord out of the other person's hand because you forget that you're tethered by a, a five-foot cable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, yeah. the other thing as I look at these pictures that I really like are the um, the design of the sticks. They have those really sharp like ridges on the top of the stick, which yep. I really like because I thumb, I don't pinch. So that's that looks like it would be a really comfortable stick to use. Yep. No, it's a I mean, it, there's there's no question. They are ramping up their game big time. I I think the only thing that Spectrum has really lacked uh you know, much anymore behind Futaba is just the consistency and the quality and the reliability. That the impression that the DX8 made on everyone was not good. And I think that was the, you know, the DX8, and then you've got the 8FG, uh, such a powerful radio came out, you know, right around that same time. Yeah. That, that was a really big turning point for, for Futaba. I mean, they, they timed all, everything just worked out great for Futaba in that area and did not for Spectrum. So I feel like they're playing catch up, but they definitely move quicker than Futaba does. Oh, so yeah, that's, absolutely. That's yeah. their big advantage. I mean, if they can think of it, they, they've they got a radio out on the market, which, you know, maybe that's a part of why they have had some reliability issues in the past is that stuff didn't get properly tested. It's hard to say. But uh, it does seem pretty good. The price, uh, I, I, I want to say it's in the 400 range. It's really reasonable. Uh, one more, we've got, you know, there's there's kind of a list of helis that were announced slash displayed for the first time uh, at, at Urcha. Uh, Bert Cameron and SAB, they did a video on the Goblin Competition 700. <sighs> Got to tell you, being a Goblin owner, man, they, they fixed like 90... Eight percent of the complaints with this hmm. thing, uh, you know, they they the tail cases aluminum side plates now, so it it really locks in. They redid the tail boom, which, in my opinion, that was the weak point of the Goblin was not so much like physically the tail, but the tail performance. It just never, I don't know, it just it felt weird. It, and that's hard to explain. It just never felt weird. And now that I see all of this stuff that they did, like redesigning the boom and then stiffening up the tailcase, that's probably what that weird feeling was, was just a lack of precision uh, on the tail. They increased the height on the frames, 10 millimeters. Uh, so for us, Gen Zace battery guys, that's freaking awesome because we can get pretty much any pack uh, we want underneath the, the pinion, which it was, you know, it was cutting it close. It also accommodates for uh, 7S packs. Uh, so you can run 14S. They widen the belt, uh, the main drive belt on it, uh, low-profile skids to kind of make up for that extended frame height, and it's coming with the HPS headstock. Uh, dude. It looks pretty, pretty killer, man. Yeah. It, it's They really did. I mean, they, they listened everyone's complaints seem to go through, you know, go through the list and, and just kind of make it happen. Uh, there's, man, there's what we've got. 
So let's see. I'm kind of flipping through here the pictures of the helis that were there. Uh, Agile, uh, they had the 7.2 there, which I do believe this was like there was also a shipment received, I think. I think. I'm not positive on that. So these things are very close to being available for the people in the U.S. to get easily. Um, they also announced a Agile 5.5, uh, which from the pictures looks pretty freaking sweet. You guys see that one? Yep. I did not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm really curious to see how the 7.2 goes, and I think that'll play a significant role in making the 5.5 successful or not. Yes, I would agree. If the, if they get the, you know, and I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, looking at all the pictures and from what I keep hearing from everyone else, it's almost like there's no hesitation on the design on the 7.2. It's just all if KDS can keep their quality. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can keep the QC up and it's it's consistently a good quality helicopter. That's what everybody's kind of worried about. But, yeah. And then they had uh, Horizon actually got in a big shipment of the Blade 700Xs. So those are actually at hobby shops now. Yes. For the cooler hobby shops that have them, not mine. (laughs) Mine's not not cool. Yeah. So I'll probably never get to freaking see one until Urchin next year. Um. (laughs) Uh, Synergy kind of out of left field. Matt Bodos spitting out a new 90 size nitro. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to see. This thing looks burl. Uh, it does not look like any other 90 size nitro I've seen. That's for sure. It's, it's got, to, to me, it's really got a good Synergy kind of N5C slash N9 type look to it. Yeah, it does um, look very mattish. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, all of those helicopters, without question. The N9, N9 had some issues, you know, as far as, N9 kind of re- reminded me of like a Kasama or an Avant, where it was like, when they were dialed, they were unstoppable. I mean, nothing flew like them, but just very hard to keep flying that way. Uh, tinker, tinker toys type deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one looks... I mean, it looks solid. All of all of his helis fly great. They track great. So um, there's some demo flights out there, him beating that thing up. I think it's awesome. Anyone who brings a new 90-size Nitro to the market gets my support and thumbs up. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, nitro, baby. That's right. Goblin also had their speed, the Goblin Speed Edition there. Um, it, it was not, from what I heard, it was not, overly welcomed by the speed crowd. Uh, they did not, they they left the servos laying down horizontally instead of standing them up like all the speed guys wanted. So uh, it, what then result is that it still has a pretty wide top in the canopy. And if you've ever seen some pictures of these other speed helis, oh my God. No. I, I mean, but it's they still are, cruising, man. Oh, no, it's still cruising, yeah. but it's, they're no, I mean, these other helis are no wider than the, like the batteries. It's it's just phenomenal what these guys are doing with these things. I mean, getting into the 150s, I do believe, that's, 
Yeah, I'm looking at a guy right now who hit 131 miles an hour with the Speed Goblin. With oh, okay, that's not bad, but it's still a ways. I've got right here, uh, Oliver. Well, Yellen, I do believe how you would pronounce that. First place from Germany, flying a TDR, one fifty-two point seven. That is fast. Jeez. Yeah, von Segerer. Sugar, Switzerland flying a TDR in in second, one forty nine point three eight. Let's see, we cruise down the. Hey, congratulations, Shannon Shrey. I don't know what he was flying. Do you know what he flies? Anyone? Not mm, nope. No, nope, I don't either. Well, anyway, congratulations to him. Fifth place, Jesse Kravos is uh, in there with a TDR. TDR still, you know, there's a Diablo in third, but they're still, yeah, the majority. They they are. They're still the majority, but Team Heinzelit just killing it, like always. And then, big announcement from a line. I don't think this was actually at Urcha. Um, maybe we can get some listeners who are there to confirm that or not. T-Rex 800. Is it EFL or Pro? It's T-Rex the Pro. T-Rex 800 Pro DFC. Pro DFC. Ooh, man. I like. Oh. <laughs> As do I. No, enough said. <laughs> no, I, I don't like, but I love. Yeah. I don't like it that I like it, but damn. Damn, Joe Rogan. This thing's, yeah. It, it's got moxie. <laughs> yeah. They have beefed up. Uh, there's aluminum braces. Yeah, I really like all the accent stuff. I mean, I'm, it's structural, and I do like the looks of it. Yeah, that red anodized. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're pretty blatant on the servos. I was going to say, you know, I've got a set of servos here that look... Strikingly familiar. Yeah, kind of similar. I wonder I, where that came from. You know uh-huh. what I think it is? Uh, and I think they kind of... It's the same kind of deal like with the with the Gowie. Uh, there's I actually feel like there's two sides to this story. I just think they put no effort into if they do something and then they see that it's similar to something else, they just don't care. Yeah, and I'm not giving yeah, them a hard just, time. It is what it is. I mean, nowadays in this industry everything looks like everything else, so because but like it, the the dominator motors have been out yeah, and right. it, I was going to say, at least that's not like the first thing anodized red that they've come out with. Yeah, no, the Dominator motor was out, and it's been red since it came out. Yeah. yeah. So to have a red servo makes sense. It's just that, hey, what do you know? It looks very similar to the X8. Yep. So I'll be I, honest, I though. I, you know, I don't think I like the skids, dude. Yeah, wow. I'm hoping is... that they will uh that this thing will fly with the old school 700 skids because those it, are just and hey, it may be it may be like the goblin where it grows on you and eventually I like it, but come on now. But it it looks like the left side and the right side are each their own individual skids instead of like front. They are. And back. They are, yeah. Yep. So I don't know about compatibility wise. We'll have to see on that. It's I, it's I like them for one. I I I like there. them because they're different. I mean, here it's it's a carbon, it's not a carbon fiber skid. It's a plastic skid, but it's carbon fiber ish in design. Yeah, and 
they really did. I mean, they went for for once. Congratulations, Align. These are extremely unique. That in the tail, the vertical fin. Yeah. Same sort of plastic. I, I assume that's plastic with carbon fiber. Yeah. Yep. Now the Molded, vertical mold. fin, I like. I, I'm not. I'm not complaining about their choice of plastic slash carbon fiber combination. I just maybe maybe I don't have a good enough appreciation for how the the heli looks. You know, all together because they just, just show whole. you sort of the the. Well, actually, no. Now I, they do have a picture of the entire heli. Yeah, but it's yeah, not it's like a, it's not a good not such a good angle. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have. This to see. is definitely in. I mean, just direct competition with like the Raptor E eight twenty Goblin seven seventy. I mean, they came to bat. This one is you can just tell yep. it is designed for hardcore three D, and it comes with the up. new seven eighty millimeter blades. I mean, everything yep. about this is awesome. I really I like the look of this heli. A one sixty. Yep. So so where does this leave the trekker? Yeah, I, I mean, wasn't that kind of like a, more of a camera? I think it was more deal? of a put around slash camera, and then they did it, and they went, "Oh my god, everyone's going to that's destroy what it this was. helicopter." That yeah. was a testing the waters heli. That was a. Got do we have anyone the out there that actually wants an eight hundred? And are they going to three D it? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, they are, and they're going to blow it up. Yeah. So <laughs> let's fix that. Yeah, it's not much more than a stretch seven hundred with a bigger frame set. I mean, all of the components were still seven hundred ish in size and strength and bracing and all that. What do we think? I just uh, hope the price they make on this really expensive. I so I'm not tempted. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I hope they make it. Expensive. Yeah, so I'm like, uh-uh, not happening. I don't know. I'm going to guess know. the super combo is going to be like 2000 or 1800 Street, street price? Yeah, well, MSRP. Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm not I sure mean, look at one. it, dude. I mean, he's got he Mr. A Right, he, he yeah. has got <laughs> he has got top of the line servos. I mean, we make fun of them because they look like MKSs, but I'm sure they're awesome servos, right? And yeah. a huge 850 size motor, a Castle 160 edge. That yeah. it's not going to be cheap. Uh, we can always hope. Yeah, <laughs> we can hope. But yeah, I would kind of I would agree with you though. I mean, gonna I'm going to say what what is so a trekker super combo. There we go. You're looking like 22, 23 ish. Right. OK, what's what's the 700 DFC super combo? I think it's like I want to say it's like twelve hundred. OK, hold on. We're going to find this out. Uh, I, I want to know this. I'm this way we can make an educated guess. Yep. Basing now it these, off previous models. <laughs> these are a little low because uh, Ken over at Lower Heli just clobbers everyone's prices online stuff. But uh, let's see. High voltage super combo 700E Pro DFC, right? So the, so the yep. big chili dog. Yep. 1519. Oh, wow. Now, okay. Keep it, yeah, but he uh, retails 1899. I told you he clobbers yeah. price. But anyway. Um, I think that this, 
Whew, I'm man. calling eighteen hundred Ken's price. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Between eighteen hundred and two thousand, and the lower people like Ken and some of the other people that that have good prices will be in that eighteen hundred range. Yep. Ooh, see, I'm I'm gonna call it two thousand. Ken's price is two thousand. Uh, nineteen for Ken. Two thousand most places. Two K. Yeah. You know, that'll be interesting because then you you gotta you gotta think that that puts it in the same territory as the logo extreme eight hundred, seven hundred and eight hundred in terms of price. I'm not necessarily asserting that it puts them in the same territory design wise, but I think the consumers are gonna start thinking about it that way. So how does this thing hold up? How does it fly? Wait a minute, wait a minute. What that's not even remotely close yeah. to price because that's Almost everything there. you need to fly it twenty seven hundred dollars for the logo extreme yeah okay <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's no, all yeah okay. that's about 800 bucks difference yeah yeah and that doesn't yeah. does that have servos no 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 no, no. you're See, you're it okay includes. you're missing my point the logo the logo includes a heck of a lot more pricey components that comes with like a YGE with a Contronic yeah. motor with a V bar. I mean, we're we're still talking a line here. Okay, no servos. We're still talking yeah. a line, but the point is that a line now has what they consider to be a competitive 800 3D machine. I think it'll it's getting close enough to that price where average Joe's like you know me and you and and, and just normal guys. That aren't extravagant with our with our heli money spending, but aren't you know? Let's face it, we're we're all flying seven hundred class heli, so obviously those aren't the cheapest. Yeah, and we're not afraid I, to spend some money. Yeah, we're not afraid to spend, but you know, I I would never buy just flat out purchase a new logo eight hundred extreme. That's not going to happen. Uh uh-uh. uh too much. Uh, but this would put it into that range where it was. A lot more tempting to get into the 800 class. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yep. And that, that's all I got for news, man. Anyone else got anything? Nothing here. Nothing no, here. No one else has any news. I don't know if you know Dan, this, Nick. You don't have any news? I didn't get a, to listen to any of the news. Did you guys know that? No? I've been gone the yes. whole news. <laughs> wow. We know. Oh, my God. The internet I just made it happen. Hating me tonight. I don't have any news. Sorry, guys. Well, perfect timing. Perfect timing yeah, to come back. Literally just finished. <laughs> and when are you getting your 800 EDFC combo? Um, I I just kind of I came back in and you guys were talking about that, and uh, never. Yeah. Never. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't know. I you know what. I need to get a 700 electric before I can even consider a bigger. I, I've tried that 800 class before, granted. It was a long time ago. And it was a Bergen. And it was just a bad experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was well, back. Would be- dude, 800 millimeter blades back then when I was doing that, $250 a pop. They're probably. They're not much cheaper wood. nowadays, man. Wow. I mean, how much are the Align 780s? I thought they were only 150 ish. 
Oh, no, no, no. No, I think, I mean, I know the Edge 813s are close to 200 bucks, if not more. Oh, well, what the heck? Okay. I stand completely corrected. Uh, Anywhere between 135 to 150 for the Align 780s. Wow. Why must you doubt everything I say? (laughs) Because most of it is shart. (laughs) Oh, come on now. (laughs) You bastard. Yeah. All right. Well, now, good to have you back. <laughs> Thanks for the input. And uh, it's back to you, Dan. <laughs> All righty, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, Jesse, I heard you had a really bad crash last weekend, man. I did. It really sucks being a poor starving college student you know trying to get those parts ordered but sometimes the funds just aren't quite there to pay for them if you know what i mean hey i know what you mean man but i got the solution for you if you head over to helipros.com they've got the bill me later option that means that you can pick up all the parts you need to get your heli back in the air and you have no payments and no interest if paid in full in six months dude bill me later that's awesome i am gonna go check it out and remember guys fly hard Kelly Pros has the parts. Justin, apparently you are the disseminator of misinformation. No, no, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am not taking the heat on this one. Dude, I had people send me, just like you, Dan, I got Justin's hate mail. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. Hey, it's good though because this this particular topic, I was very neutral the whole time, <laughs> and all I got, I did get a bunch of emails, but it was all it was nothing like, "What are you guys?" It was like, "Hey, man, I've been using power poles for a long time, never had any problems." That was it. I mean, a, a bunch of stories like that. Justin, on the other hand, you are just uh, you're rogue on this one, man. Say your piece. <laughs> well, first of all, I I will not sign up to the fact that I propagated misinformation. I think that we had a generally open-ended conversation. And in fact, I'm going to refer to a rather lively forum post that we have on the RCHN yeah. forums that's been raging for the last week since that episode aired. And I'm I'm going to read a small little blurb here. Okay. Love your podcast, but was a little disappointed with this segment. I will say I was happy to hear Justin correct the common misinformation that is spread in this hobby that soldering is always better than crimping. (laughs) Aha. So, okay. Please, please rewind your tapes to the point where Nick says, (laughs) That's where all the benefits end, and soldering is always better than crimping. I left out some things. Yeah. I did not express myself correctly. I I stand behind the words, but I forgot uh, some of them. They could have made the difference. So here's the thing. First of all, (laughs) I think it was was really cool that the listeners got involved in this. I mean, this is, I mean, we've been talking about it all week, right, guys? Between Mm -hmm. text and phone. We're, we're excited that hot you topic. guys are getting engaged in that sort of a hot topic. 
And I also like that when the listeners feel like we have said something wrong, they don't feel bad about pointing it out because we're not here to, to push crappy information. There's enough nope. opportunity out there in the community to push crappy information. We don't want to <laughs> be another vehicle for that. So here are the facts, okay? There are whole entire forums dedicated to crappy information. Oh, there, in this there are. Absolutely. <laughs> I was dude. waiting for it. <laughs> I, was wait- I just didn't oh, want to be man. the one to say it. Oh, but I had to. <laughs> so, I mean, if you have not already, I would urge you to get on our forum and check out this. It's now, uh, let's see, it's three pages uh, of very active posting from a number of different people on the topic. And I think that it's all got a lot of really good info, a lot of good uh, perspectives, opinions, so on and so forth. Here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to start with the facts, and then we'll talk about some clarifying statements from last week. Number one, and I'll have this in I'll have this in the forums too, so you can go and read it if you want. Properly emphasis on properly executed crimps will always have lower resistance at the joint than an equivalent and properly executed solder joint. Now think about that for a second. I emphasize properly because most of us don't know how to do it properly. We'll get back to that. The mechanical connection portion of the design absolutely plays a role in overall power quality, but generally speaking, the designs of all the connectors are pretty darn close. So what separates one from another is cycle life capabilities. We hit on that. That's the what Nick brought up about the... Uh, the machined parts where there's a, a slot cut as opposed to the cage. Pros and cons both ways, okay? Generally, there's more steep of a learning curve with soldering, all right? A tr- uh, here's another one. A truly proper cl- crimp usually relies more heavily on input parameters. And what I, we hit on this before. Wire gauge, crimp tool quality, connector quality, the skill of the crimper, and, and I did see a lot of people that said that crimping is brainless and you can do it with your eyes closed, which, depending on the crimp type itself, is definitely true, uh, but they're not all created equal. Here's the key, okay? And this is what goes back to why I, I said what I said last week. Generally, solder joints are easier to inspect for quality control. This is why I prefer them over crimping in RC. So I think last week we felt in general, the four of us sounded like we were pushing soldering pretty hard. Uh, Go ahead, Dan. I, I was actually kind of thinking how easy the crimping was and I was actually considering it on my next tally. Okay. Now I apologize. I don't want to include you in that then. But generally, I think we were pushing soldering pretty hard. Yeah. The reason yeah. why, and I'll, I'll let Nick and Jesse jump in after I'm done, just in case they disagree. The reason why is because with all the different variables in our hobby, you most people do not want to or can't afford to make a mistake electrically that results in you desoldering a connector in flight, losing power, and trashing a $2,000 machine. With crimps, 
it just like soldering you can get the job done there are crimps out there anderson power poles they've got the current capability if you do it right with the right tool etc 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 it's going to work just as fine but at the end of the day i believe at least in my experience that i i trust my ability i'm more comfortable with my ability to assess poor workmanship in a solder joint than I am to assess poor workmanship in a crimp. And admittedly, that's I think that's colored by everyone's background. It depends on where you come from. There were a couple of people that said they were in the U.S. government or they were in uh, the airplane industry or the auto industry, and each one of those does it a little bit differently. I'm in the space industry. I do electric propulsion and power systems. We use crimp and soldering, but definitely soldering gets a benefit because of the fact that it's easier to inspect so crimps aren't always designed to be inspected that's the reason why i feel so strongly about using soldering in the hobby okay but that is an opinion that's not necessarily a fact see mine's mine's different and this is what i left out i actually completely agree with Justin and, and I, I was the one who probably misrep left out the most and people took it the wrong way. So I apologize because it's not what I meant. I know and absolutely believe that a crimped connection when done properly is better. You do not have the potential for fatigue on the wire that you do. Um, here's the kicker though. And this is what I left out. And what people kind of jumped all over on the forum, it was all crimping versus soldering. Crimping versus soldering. Okay. It's not, for me, it's not the crimp versus soldering that makes the difference. For me, it's the business end of it. The other end of it. What people assumed was that because I said that power poles sucked, uh, that meant that that crimping sucked. No. That, to me, there's the connector is two completely separate parts. It's the input side and the output side. The input side can have a great design, but if the output side doesn't hold up, then I'm not going to advocate for that connector, period. And, and I, that's what I didn't portray very clearly. I love the crimping idea. I think it's awesome um, in theory. But for our hobby and our application, I only want to use two connectors. I want, me personally, I want to use EC3s and I want to use EC5s. Now, I'm not talking about motor bullet connectors. That's different. But that's all I want to use. That means I want to get those two connectors on every helicopter that I own. That, that's my goal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, can't, I cannot get an 8-gauge wire into a reasonably sized Anderson power pole. You have to go up to the 75 amp. And then you do need an 800 class heli to hollow those things to haul <laughs> those things around. They're huge. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a problem. And even people I, I even heard people admit, yeah, even 10 gauge is tough. You have to like kind of trim some of the insulation, yeah. which is fine, right? But then now we want to add a BEC so now what do I do? I can't get a 10-gauge wire and maybe a, a, a 14 or an 18-gauge wire in there for a BEC. So that that causes a big problem for me right there. Now, 
where people bring up, well, there's, look at this video. They cranked it up to 200 amps, you know, and, and the wire melted before the connector. I can guarantee you that that connector did not have 200 cycles on it. It was brand new right out of the box. Absolutely. Brand new right out of the box. You bet. <laughs> they work. They all work good enough. But it's that cycle count thing that we were talking about. Which one is going to last yeah. over hundreds of flights? And, and then, you know, now all of a sudden, I don't just have quote unquote power pole connectors. I need power pole connectors for all the different size wires. Because if one battery's got, you know, a certain gauge on it, and then if the other battery's got bigger gauge, but then I want to do some connectors, you know, the same power poles for like my smaller stuff, you know, like a 450 heli or something, or maybe a 500 heli. Now I need to have different inserts for those to be, to, again, to get that proper crimp. So, so it's a, for me, it's a package deal doesn't have anything to do with the crimping i personally agree that crimping is is better when done properly than soldering but for our application and the other end of it i personally do not believe that it's an advantage and i find that the the ec5s are far superior despite having to solder if that makes sense it does make sense how about you jesse what do you think and we'll kind of going on what Justin said, you know, it's it's very clear right when you're done with soldering. I mean, just like we touched on last week, if it's shiny, you know, it's probably a good solder joint. If it's kind of dull, you probably know that you might want to redo that one. So that's kind of why, you know, it's, it's with as many flights and stuff as I'm getting in, I don't want, you know, that's one thing I don't want failing. I don't want that in the back of my mind thinking about my connectors. So I typically tend to agree with Nick and Justin and go with the soldering. And then also, like going on what Nick said, I don't want to have eight, you know, not eight, three or four different types of charging cables sitting in my charging case. So, you know, that lots of different class helis, lots of different gauges of wire. It's going to lead to a lot of different size connectors, and it's just going to clutter up my charging case. So those are kind of my two reasons. That's a, that's a really good point, actually. From a, just, I just, just want to keep it simple. Just from a practical standpoint. Because if you do oh, have yeah, to, have, it's like they're yeah they're they seem to be and it, it's funny because a lot of the people that are, that were talking about this, um, you know, well on my six hundred, well on my five fifty, well this man, you get into that range, and I agree, these things are they they suit very well, you know, maybe you're running twelve gauge wire into it, right, and. Uh, and you don't have to mess with a BEC wire, dude, you're solid. That yeah. that makes a whole different deal. But I don't want to have to switch connectors to go to 700 yeah, now, class heli. You know, yeah, think of the guy that has the 450, the 500, the 600, and the 700. Yeah, exactly. I know it's kind of, yeah, just too Yeah, now they're, <laughs> now they're freaking ginormous, you know. So, so I, And now, like, you got, you know, who knows, 800 class could be, you know, coming more popular. You know, I oh, think yeah. so. at the end of the day, it comes down to what you are comfortable with That's doing. That's exactly what I was just going to say. And yeah. if you are comfortable with crimping and you're confident in your ability to do that, then pick any crimping connector out there. Not not just Anderson Power Poles. Those are the ones we're talking about. I'm sure there are other options. 
You look out in the power industry, and I bet you can find a whole bunch of different stuff. If you're more comfortable with soldering, then stick with soldering. And then within a given connector genre, it's the same thing. Some people prefer Deans. Some people prefer ECs. Some people prefer bullets. Uh, You rock what you want. That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. Agreed. But as Justin said, and let me reiterate what he said, we we love the fact that that the power pole guys chimed in to let us know what they think. I mean, that's awesome. It's it's what it's 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 just a lot of fun to have that interaction. I mean, no one's right, no one's wrong. We all have our opinions, and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, and, and thanks for keeping it level headed and and calm exactly. as well. No yes. one no one's getting on anyone's case and making it personal and getting in you know childish high school like drama it's all fact driven very nice very you know calm discussion and that's awesome we really enjoy that but still send all the hate mail to nick (laughs) keep keep sending it to nick yeah we appreciate that yeah we also got a a correction um well not really a correction but um a little bit of added information on the uh the dual power lab that we were kind of pitching. <laughs> we did, pitching didn't we? Uh, um, what we missed, uh, the reason, th- there's a couple specific things. One, it's not, it's actually closer in size total to two power lab sixes. So they didn't uh, just stick to eights. Which is very good. They did not glue two eights They did not That is some special tape if they shrunk it down too. Yes. So. <laughs> um and the reason for the, and I can this this one caught me. I'm, I'm I'm impressed by this one. The reason that they did the separate supplies is it helps avoid like the whole buck boosting hunting issue on uh, when the input voltage gets close to the output voltage that starts jacking up generators. No, and we have all experienced. That. Oh yeah. So apparently that helps prevent that. Which all right. You you have my hats off on that one because there's nothing worse than listening to my generator I hate, sound yeah. just ridiculously confused. You know, <laughs> it's like what do you want? Yeah, and I get pissed off because it's just it sounds retarded. So I go back there and just put it on wide open throttle, and they're like, "There, there, take that." <laughs> um. So yeah. That's uh, wanted to make sure and clear that up, but yeah, thanks everyone. And the main point is, it's cheaper. Can't forget yeah. that. <laughs> that that is absolutely right. the main point. Yeah, and don't forget one more thing on those power pole deals. Uh, there is a very very wide range in price on the crimping tools. Yeah, there is, and, and that's going to go back to what Justin was talking about as far as the quality of the crimp. I mean, we're talking from 50 bucks to upwards of 200 bucks for the same connector. So just because what you put on it, it's it's no different than, oh, my, my EC whatever failed. So therefore, it's a bad connector. Or was that you had a really crappy solder joint in the front of it and the resistance was really high. Right. And the connector couldn't handle it. Because you resistance. didn't use the right tool or you didn't exactly. know how to use the tool. 
That's correct. Yeah. So same thing goes. You know, guys, one of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gen's Ace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. You know, guys, we love getting listener emails, and uh, we did get one a while ago, and we've been talking about trying to incorporate it into a show, and we figured this would be a perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, but before we get into that, if you do have a specific question or a topic, this is a fantastic way to bring it to our attention. So I'm going to go ahead, and Justin, do you happen to have that email pulled up? I do, Yes. This is an email from a listener by the name of Dan Hansen. Dan, I didn't forget you, man. I know you sent this to me on the 10th of July, but here we are. We're going to talk about it. So what Dan says, and I'll, I, I'm not going to read through the entire email, but I want to hit on the key point here that he's asking. So he says, uh, Justin, I was wondering what your take on oiling the electric motors is. Scorpion insists on oiling their motors. One guy at the club says he put 500 flights on his T-Rex 550 stock motor without oiling it. He claims that if you oil it once, you'll wash the grease out of the bearings, and then you'll have to oil it from then on. Sounds logical. Don't know if it's true. I've got a T-Rex 550E that I bought used, and I keep it oiled. I've got a Blade 450. I lost four main bearings on four motors. I got tired of having the motors go bad while I was flying, so I put a Scorpion on it, and I keep it oiled. No more motor problems. You don't have to reply. Just talk about it on the show. Thanks, Dan Hansen. So, Dan, this is a this is really a great topic, and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> this one can be about as controversial, I think, <laughs> as the, the connector issue that we discussed last week. I think uh, this will be great to get the four of us talking about because everyone's going to have a different opinion. And so I'll start it out and we'll go from there. On motor oiling, I've done it both ways. When I first got into the hobby, I kind of fell victim to the same sort of thing where everyone was saying, oh, you gotta, you've got to oil your motors uh, or they're going to fail after 50 flights or whatever it is. I think four or five years ago when that was happening, there was a wider variety of bearing quality i think that that plays a pretty significant role depending on the motor that you got so i had a couple of situations where i did not oil the motor and i had bearings that started getting chunky and failed i also had situations where i did oil the motor and the the bearings failed nowadays i run all the motors that I run right now are Scorpion, but I can say that recently I've also run KDE, I've run uh, Exera, I've run a little less recently Contronic, and those respond both to oiling and not oiling pretty equally, uh, in my experience at least. 
So in terms of washing the grease out of the bearing, it all depends on what the bearing is and how it's greased. If you do use a low viscosity oil, it can wash the grease out. That's true. And then you have to keep oiling it to keep it going. I think really the biggest key to bearing maintenance, though, in my mind, is to make sure that you always pay attention to how the motor is being loaded. And if it if it actually, the motor starts getting sloppy, and I think, Jesse, you had this happen recently, didn't you? I did. If you check your motor every 10, 20, 30 flights, and what I mean by that is pull up and down on the can, if you start hearing squeaking or crunching or chirping, any sort of thing like that, then it's at least probably worth pulling the thing apart and checking your bearings. And then once you're in there, a couple of drops of oil, go get the the Scorpion bearing lube. It's specifically made for high-speed bearings. And uh, get them lubed up, put them back in, and just pay attention to it as you go. Yeah, so in in my case, though, the bearings, it actually wasn't the bearings that were making the noise. What the problem was with mine was that the bearings had slipped on the motor shaft. So the motor shaft in that spot where the bearings were riding on it was no longer smooth. So then, you know, when I, that little bit of vertical play that's in the motors, that bearing's riding on a non-smooth surface. And that was what was making the squeak in my case. Okay. So when I tore into my motor, I had found the bearings were perfectly smooth and, but it was very clear that they had spun on the shaft. So then I switched out the bearings and the shaft. So do you oil your bearings in that case? I do. I know on my last, so I, uh, same as Justin right now. I have all Scorpion motors in there. I have flown other brands, Align, KDE, et cetera, et cetera. And currently right now I'm doing about probably every 20 flights on my Scorpion motor. I'll put a drop on the upper and lower bearing. Now I know before I changed out to this new set of bearings, I was oiling much more frequently, probably five to eight flights on my motors. Now I'm not sure if that was the culprit, but I have a feeling that maybe with too much oil in there, some of it may have got in between the uh, inner race of the bearing and the shaft. And who knows, that could have been what was causing it to slip. Ooh, because the bearings did not have very much, the, the bearings didn't have very much resistance on them at all. They actually felt fine. If they wouldn't have slipped, I would have just thrown the, thrown the whole thing back together and kept flying. So Well, so you said you, you did it about once every 20, or you do it about once every 20 now. You Currently. did it about once every 8 or 10. Five, five to eight, probably. Okay, what, I know was that out of Scorpion, necessity, or was that out of some perception that, was out of, that you needed if, to keep it oiled? Exactly, some perception. If you read through what Scorpion recommends, I think they say like eight to ten flights or something like that. So, you know, using the Scorpion motor oil lube. So, I, I guess the, the main thing here is make sure that if you are going to oil your motor, that it's one drop and that you're not just letting it run down the shaft, that you're actually putting it, you know, in the crack between the inner race of the bearing and the rest of the bearing. Yeah, that's so a guess, key point, you know, just man. Just use the correct tool with the long needle on it and make sure you're putting that oil exactly where you want to put it. And if if you've ever used one of the Scorpion bearing lube type tools with the needle on it and you try to press out a little or <laughs> squirt out a little uh, drop, you'll notice it's a tiny drop. Yeah. So if if we're worried about putting so much oil in our bearings that we're washing the grease out, 
or it's making a mess all over the inside of your power system, we're probably putting too much oil in. Too much. You, you so. don't take tri-flow and squirt a whole load in there. It, it literally is what? one to two drops in between the, like Jesse said, the inner race and the little metal shield. Yep. And that's all you need. And then, yeah, usually, you know, do a drop, let it sit in that direction so gravity kind of pulls it down, give it a couple spins, flip it over, do the other side, and go another 20, 25 flights. I'm, I'm not, I guess we'll see after this one because I'm, you know, it's not going to be as frequent and see how long these, the shaft and the bearings last, so. Yep. It's a tough one. Do you suppose that your flying environment plays a role in all of this? Oh, huge. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Jesse knows this. Oh, man. So I know I've brought this up on the show before, but when I'm over in Pullman, so like in a couple of weeks when I get back there, it's going to be really dusty. A lot of fields everywhere. And I'm going to have to start swapping out main bearings about every 75 flights. You know, probably the same goes. Not quite as frequent with the motor bearings, I think. Maybe every couple hundred or so, but I really notice it with main bearings. So definitely a lot of dust in the air. It's getting in the bearings and definitely making them fail a lot faster. And I, I want you guys to clear up one other point for me. And I know we've we've mentioned this in the past. And I just for clarification, because you know, uh, you you know when we talk about electrics in the past, I just kind of glaze over and don't really pay attention. It's all about the nitro. But now that I'm you know going to be getting one, I kind of need to know some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The difference uh, between, say, Triflow and the Scorpion oil. I know you keep one is like a high. What is the what is the what is the difference? Can you use them both? You, I, I, people use them both. Whether right. or not you can or it's advised is a different thing. Generally, yeah, that's a that's a really key point, Jesse. You when you're Do using lubricants, you generally want to stick to one type of lubricant. You don't want to start mixing stuff together in orga- is, you know, synthetic versus uh, non-synthetic, all that sort of a thing. It's it just stay away from that. The motor oil that Scorpion makes, and there you can get it under a couple of other different brands, I believe, is specifically formulated for high-speed bearings. The Tri-Flow, and I don't know a lot about Tri-Flow to be clear, I don't think that it works quite as well because it actually has a little bit more viscosity to it, and I don't think it can handle the temperatures as well. I now, know on my if, personal if, you, if we've got listeners out there that know more about the TriFlow, please feel free to let us know. But I tend only to use TriFlow myself to lubricate external shafts like the main shaft or the tail output shaft for the slider or the swash plate. Right. And I use the the motor oil not motor oil like for a car, but the Scorpion motor bearing oil on mm-hmm. all of my electric heli bearings. Excellent. Even the main so shaft that would, bearings. That would lead me to say that you oil other bearings on your heli as well then, Justin? I do, yes. So I, I also mm-hmm. oil the main bearings, the main bearing block bearings, and I do that. I'm I'm honestly a little bit more lazy about that. I tend to oil those probably every 50 flights, which may turn out to be once a year. Uh, that was just a little <laughs> joke there. but um, uh, Sure it was. Sure it was. Anyway, I also use that <laughs> to oil the output shaft bearings on the tail. And the reason is because those two sets of bearings, 
If you've ever had problems with those bearings, you know that they can cause an absolute nightmare. Uh, the, the whole dust and sand and dirt concern is major. There's a lot of load on those bearings, so when you get a bunch of gunk in there and it's rolling around at between two and 10,000 RPM, depending if you're talking head or, or tail, that abrades the balls and the races very rapidly and you start getting slop and it doesn't work as well and you get vibrations. It's just something you want to avoid. Uh, Triflo, just for the record, is good up to 475 degrees. Okay, so then it is not a temperature thing for Triflo. No, I think it's that it's uh, the Triflo is more of a, uh, I guess I'll use the term like a, a formulated lubricant. There's a lot of added, a lot of different additives in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's actually, it, it's, it. They say that it's supposed to like soften and remove dirt and contaminants. It's got PTFE in it. I just don't. It, it's. I like it for a, a a lower speed lubricant. Like I use it on main bearings, you know. But when it comes to tail, anything say nine nine ish thousand RPM and up. I, I just strictly use the Scorpion lube, but you cannot mix them. It turns into this, yeah, this goop, horrible nasty. goo, nasty, yeah, bad juju. Yeah, you See, know, I, I was running into problems with the mixing, so now I just use Scorpion motor oil on the whole house. And I don't <laughs> think that that's, I personally think that's that all I is. keep in my box. Yeah, when I run out of Triflow, I do not think that I will uh, replenish it. Honestly. You know, that's yeah. interesting, Nick. While you were saying that, I, I was looking it up, and it does say for TriFlow, formulated solvents soften or soften and remove dirt and contaminants, while special additives displace moisture and prevent rust and corrosion. Ideal for loosening rusted and corroded nuts and bolts. Excellent for lubricating chains and pivot points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is all more like WD-40. Yeah. yeah, and in fact, the example that it shows in the picture is some dude uh, lubing the brakes on his bicycle. Yep. Well, that's where it, I mean, God, that's where TriFlow really, like, started. Yeah, that's where. Life change. Yep. Yeah. Do you guys know what WD-40 stands for? Water Displacer 40. The Justin, 40th formula. Get off it my worked. cloud, man. Yeah, that's basically, yeah. Ah. I, I just learned that the other day, so. I just assumed WD-40 was just like a catchy name. Welcome to uh, Geekdom. <laughs> Welcome to Geekdom. Ay, ay, ay. Your journey has well, just I, I'm different than both of you guys. The the uh, motor bearings are the only bearings on the whole heli I ever touch. Really? I don't put a drop of oil in any See, other bearing See, especially with how dusty heli. it is where you fly, you don't bother? I don't. You know, I, not. I was going to add that same thing, but I think the fact uh, with my, for example, the nitro, those main bearings on, on hmm. my 700. self I was going to say, yeah. that, that's got to be it. But there's a lot of gunk that goes in there as well. I mean, with that massive amount of oil comes a lot of, you know, particle collection. And those main bearings on that 700 just last for forever. I mean, hundreds of flights. I've, and I'd never oil any bearings. Ever. Jesse, do you even... Yeah. Do you lube the tail shaft? Yes, I do. Okay. Just one drop of the... So basically for the 7HV, it goes through two guides. 
and then the then there's the output shaft. So I do one drop on each of the guides where the uh, tail rod slides through, and then one drop on the output shaft. Okay. Just as as needed. It's not like every this many flights I put a drop yeah. of oil. Whenever you remember. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> whenever <laughs> it's like, whenever it's like, oh, that is some uh, dry heat shrink that needs. Yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, you know, I did have an electric a while back. It's been a long time. I had that Gowie X5, and I remember I had a Scorpion motor on it. And at that particular time, there was this rage. Everybody was replacing, and I, I don't know. I think they were like the ABEC yellow bearings. Does that ring a bell to you guys? You guys, Bocas? What? Uh, like no. Boca ceramics? I don't know. They weren't Boca's. I know but Boca has like colored shields and stuff. They okay. Well, they might have been, but. Uh, the whole point behind these bearings, uh, this uh, it was considered an upgrade, I guess. I put them in in my motor. Was that you didn't need to oil them? And for my Gowie X5, which I did get a lot of flights in, I went over a hundred and some flights with never oiling the bearings. Which leads me also to you know Ed. He's been keeping track of his 500 flights, and he's upwards. Uh, well, let me take that back. He did replace the motor at about 350 flights without ever oiling his bearings. Yeah. There you I, go. I have way more flights on a 700 MX motor that's never yep. seen a drop of oil. And those ones are the, uh, I, I don't know what, they got ninja bearings in there or something. Because <laughs> those the, the MX series of motors, they just like, geez, man, tons of flights. I've got yep. hundreds of flights on my old MX motors. Never done a drop. Yeah, which, that's a good point, Nick. I don't think I've ever had to oil the Align motors either. Okay, so that leads me to believe, like, are we oiling the Scorpion motors because Scorpion says to, and that's the only reason? No, because I mean, I've if- had motors fail before. My original T-Rex 500 ESP, I can't remember what motor it was on there. Yeah, but, dude, that was... Long time. Yeah, but original. (laughs) But still, I'm I'm just saying, I've had experiences where no lubrication over a 100 or more flights caused the bearings to fail. I'm going to do, I'll do a test. How about that? What are you going to test? Because, well, after that little speed controller flamage incident, um, I now have a squeaky shaft. Mm. Got to get that looked at. <laughs> yeah. In my 4525, uh, I just noticed it the other day. So I was like, ah, oh, man. I, and I know that it happened not long after that because there's just so much heat coming out of an ESC fire. You're cooking everything that's close. So that that's my theory anyway. But I think uh, this time I'll drop some bearings in that. I'll get some coming. I'll put some bearings in there. And I'm not going to touch them. Yep. I will drive that thing until it just, till, till nothing else. I think I'm going to do the same thing with uh, this particular heli that I got coming and see how long that goes. There you go. Just the heli see, that shall co- not be named. Oh. That's got a quantum. What? what, in it, how, what? It? It's got a what in it? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Very clearly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking I about. I don't. You know, though, Dan, you will. Depending on what heli it is, no, actually it doesn't because it's electric. You are going to have to get used to lubing stuff because you've got it good with nitro. You know that's true, and I got to really tell you do. That I I 
I remembered after about 20 flights on that uh, goblin of Quinn's, oh shit, I should probably put some, some lube on the shafts. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I literally, I, it's just not something I've ever had to think about. Well, for a long time anyway. Yeah. Times of changing. They are changing. I got another seven. I got another electric uh, seven hundred in the in the plans too. Here soon. Oh, it, I it'll probably be it's big. Brother. It's going to be a Goblin seven hundred. So it's going to be an Align seven hundred E competition. No, it'll be the Align with Bert's signature the, on it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did he sign each one of the servos individually or just the box? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude. After that interview, you guys have such a good bromance going on. He's oh. got to sign your shit. <laughs> oh. Bert and I have always had a good bromance going on. What are you talking about? Uh, personally fondled each one of these servos. <laughs> uh. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know why you think that I'm getting those servos. Oh, you are just got to love this. I love it. He can't do anything about it. Gobble, gobble. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the biggest case of reverse hypocrisy it's ever known awesome. to man. It really what? is Are you awesome. T- <laughs> freaking electrics. And then, and on, then top on top of that, of that freaking the goblins. goblins. Hey, I, I didn't say I'm getting a goblin. You didn't have to. You don't need to. You are yeah, going to so be you guys in a red and white you know turkey what, you know leg, what, dude. You know what happens yeah. when you Like assume. you just came out of a freaking renaissance fair. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what I'm talking about. Hey, look. It is. You know what happens when you assume. Makes an ass out of you. It does. Okay. So how about we how about we place a friendly wager, Dan? Should we? I, I think that Jesse and <laughs> Nick in. and I are sufficiently <laughs> confident to place a wager. I took a no gambling vow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see. AKA, I don't want to just give away my money. After I lost uh, a gallon of fuel to Jesse, I, I I just haven't been able to get over that that loss, and I just made a vow to not gamble ever again. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. You guys buying uh-huh. that? Nope. No. Hip <laughs> waiters and all. So getting thick in here. You guys are like, do you want me to just admit it or what? Do you always want me to be, yes. come for up? I'm not gonna. No, I want you to wait until next week. Because I, I got to prep up some more. Yeah, one-liners. leave us all in suspense. <laughs> yeah, leave us wondering. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm wondering is just what color it is, and that's because I don't know what the options are. It's it's either green and yellow, red and white, or is is that it? I think. Do they have an what, orange one? I, I don't know what. That's you're all I've about. seen. Don't know what you're talking about. You know, if we go along with my theory, which is he knows nothing more than what he holds in his hands, it'll be red and white then. Yeah, because he does have a red and white one, doesn't he? I think so. Is that the, is that what Quinn's is? I'm not going to answer no, that question. I, his is, it's not red and white. Quinn's? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. is it? Yeah. yeah, so you yeah, can get I'll it in red and white it. or yellow, like yellow that hot black. yellow and black. I can tell you this, oh, Mr. Smarty go. Pants. The fly barless system on that is a heli command or Bavarian demon. I will not be getting one of those. Oh, really? Ooh. Really? Okay, do tell. 
I'm just I'm just throwing that in your face. I I don't have a good reason. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. I, it just just cause because I'm raking you over the coals on this one. I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing that That's right fair. at you. That's fair. That's okay. I don't have a good reason. Uh, I mean, you know, as far as I can tell, it flies fine. But screw that. I already got I got a skookum <laughs> to put on that thing. All right, there you go. So you know that that quantum motor looks pretty nice. I don't know. What what uh, quantum motor? What what? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. God, have you seriously. flown SAB blades before, Dan? My four-year-old pitches better cases than you do. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only SAB blades I've ever flown are the ones that are on this goblin that are that I have in my trailer right now. I see. Well, you're not going to be like every other goblin owner. Be like, dude, I think the blades are absolutely fantastic. They fly incredible. Have you flown anything else on it? Well, you know, I mean, it's. I just don't really feel the need because I think they're. <laughs> it's I'll a probably brand go. I'll thing, probably go dude. to my standby. Sab. Uh, I mean, it, without sab blades, it's just not quite the same goblin. No, that's true. Well, if I were getting an sab, I guess I'd worry about that. It's like a handy without the finish. <laughs> just not right. Oh, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going to an, uh, an Asian massage parlor. Yeah, Dan, just you hesitated way too long, yeah, which that means was you brewing. thought about it. You were it. thinking that. I was. Yeah, you're like, how can I make it even worse than that? It's like go. Bad it's like going idea. to the Tokyo sauna in Billings and not getting the full meal deal. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Bill, you guys are in Billings. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Shit, guys. I think I need to get a new charger. Well, hey, Dan, why don't you head over to Progressive RC and check out that new iCharger 4010 Duo that they got over there. Looks to be a powerhouse. And dude, while you're at it, check out one of his charger case combos as well. They're great looking. I know, man. Those things look sweet. I think I'm going to do that right now. www.progressiverc.com. Check them out for your charging needs. Well, that was a pretty good talk. But guys. seriously, did you get it signed by Bert? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what does Bert got to do with my new helicopter? <laughs> I need to know that. Everything. Practically going to have every, his name every, on it. Yeah, it's got everything to do with it. I can't wait to show you guys how wrong you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, although I will say, if he rolls up with a 7HV next week, it'll be it'll be pretty <laughs> shocking. Oh, I'll uh, I don't know. We can come up with something dumb for me to do because I'll do it. <laughs> I'm just that confident it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hayden and Jesse that nitro back when you know you just know you you'll streak you'll streak through Urcha naked next year. Ooh, During a line power hour, I, I may reconsider my order. <laughs> During if you, a line and power you've got to hug Jeff Fassbinder, <laughs> dude. Dan would be like on the phone tomorrow morning, dude. Cancel the goblin. It's not gonna happen. Send me a seven yeah. HP. <laughs> yeah, send me a seven HP. <laughs> Wait a minute. We we don't uh, even carry seven HP. I don't care. Make, I want to have one now. <laughs> make it happen. Uh, it's worth it. Uh, 
And then next week, send me another goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well. <laughs> that would be funny. You know, now see, now I painted the picture. You know, <laughs> I was doing fine, and then hugging fast, but that would be absolutely And you got to do it while with, you're naked. Yeah, well, that, that with, was the whole point. No, you know what? Bill Bear building. Hug. It optional would be that no, uh, no. fantastic aligned. Uh, what do they call those? The the gangster wrap head wrap things that mm. I saw Ken walk out with one day, and I about fell over backwards and laughing. <laughs> a little bandana, a line bandana. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be you acceptable. Go. I just you yeah, know I what could... I thought of the ultimate. Now it, it's not it's not uh, <laughs> the running through your urchin naked on Saturday, but what it is is you have to wear a speedo. And you have to body paint RCHN on your on your whole body, black and and with the with the artwork and everything. Oh, oh wow. dude, you know what? There there was some body painting going on there was. at Urcha. Did you guys I saw see the that. Facebook? The, I did. The Heli Direct. Yeah, girls? the Heli Direct girls. I was. Not Are they impressed. as good as the Contronic girls in Europe? Uh-uh. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> That's some no. nice Con- body. Contronic kicked it up. A couple of notches above <laughs> another level. Direct. <laughs> they kicked it up a couple of nipples. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, 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 give Heli Direct an A for effort, but you know you got to set the bar pretty high to to beat out like the Avant girls, uh, which I did not see this year. Do they even exist anymore? Does that company I, even uh, exist? Does, ev- does Avant oh, even no. exist? Yeah, dude. I have to take it back, uh, Dan. While you were out doing whatever you were doing, while the rest of us were here working during the news, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking. About <laughs> we were talking about uh, all the new helicopters, and I did miss one. One just popped up on my uh, on my Facebook wall. Avant has a new line of helicopters. No way. Yeah, it's a myth. not it's a myth. A helicopter. I I swear to it's God, it's a unicorn. It's an RC helicopter unicorn. It's a unicorn. No, no, they had it. I don't know if they had anyone flying, but they had like airframes sitting there. It's so the line is the Avant Monstro line. Where are you seeing this? I got people. I actually, I don't. I think know you're just making it up. It. Now he no, can't I swear find it. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a, uh, there's a night, I saw a nitro. I don't believe you. I don't know, God. man. And there was a That's whole list of like, it was Linker, 700 it nitro, happen. 700 electric, 600 nitro, 600 electric. They had a list. Oh, damn it. Where's the pictures now? Come back to reality. Conveniently dude. can't find them. Weird. <laughs> weird. That is weird. weird. That's strange. Well, while Nick's Perplex. trying to dig up his fantasy photos, I would just like to encourage you guys to check out our forum. It's just like 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 Justin was saying the the last week's topic, those kind of things. The forum's really starting to pick up, and I suspect as winter, ugh, I, can't, I can't believe I just said that, but I, I know. suspect as we're going into the end of the flying season here in the Northwest, uh, there's still plenty of good flying time left. Don't get me wrong; it's just that. The events are, well, there's only one left, I think, right? Dude, I just, <laughs> I, I just made the mistake of 
Googling Urcha Avant. Yeah. I got 87 pictures of the Avant girls. And no helicopters. <laughs> I've never seen so many butts <laughs> on a non-paid site. <laughs> <laughs> and no helicopter. Hmm. Well, hey, they got to be known for something. So before Nick uh, decided to tell us about Sorry. the Avant butts, also to Facebook, man, God, I mean, we did the 2000 like thing. By the way, Nick Rollins, we got some stuff heading your way soon. We're getting a hat made here shortly for you. It'll have your name on it. Yep. Craziness. Awesome. And picking it up. I'll actually be picking it up this weekend. And I've got a shirt here that I'm going to be sending out. And uh, when we, we'll try to, they're going to be coming from two different locations. So we'll try to get them to your place roughly the same time. But uh, also to the Facebook, like I was saying, man, wow. It's just, it's exploding. It's, I mean, 2,070-some already, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yep. That's uh, that's amazing, the support. It's 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 uh, tumbling, and thank you guys for supporting us the way you do and letting your friends know about us. Uh, also, too, don't forget about our chat room box there on our homepage. Um, a lot of guys hanging out there. It's a great way to kind of talk with other like-minded individuals if you're in the mood and there's nothing else going on so nick if i wanted to get in touch with you how would i do that uh send me an email at nick at rchelination.com justin if i wanted to get in touch with you you could send me an email at justin at rchelination.com and jesse if i wanted to get in touch with you send me an email at jesse at rchelination.com or a PM on our forums. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rcalienation.com or Dan K. Reed on our forums as well. And before we get out of here, guys, um, I know uh, in uh, it's uh, every now and again, uh, you'll hear me bring up, I'm working on a side project and we're looking for some more volunteers. In particular, we're looking for somebody with some CPA experience or some type of bookkeeping experience. Also to, if you happen to be like a graphic artist or web type person uh this organization is also looking for those types of volunteers as well so shoot me an email if you're interested and i'll give you the lowdown on that well guys this has been episode 97 we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it have a good week guys we will see you next monday see you monday later guys take it easy this has been a production of rc heli nation llc and is brought to you in part by Pros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Gen's Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Yeah.